So you want to raise your children peacefully. And then you're thinking, okay, let's talk about the concept of discipline, the concept of teaching my children positive behavior. And then you want to do it through connection. Yet you find it soon enough that just connecting with your kids is not correcting the behaviors and you might feel frustrated and you might end up doing things that you promised yourself a long time ago that you were not going to do them again, like bribing them or yelling at them or giving them a punishment. If that is you, I want you to know that you are, you are a great parent. You are just some effective tools away to change your discipline, your gentle discipline game. And I'm so excited because we are in the middle of our launch of my first ebook, Discipline Without Damage, full of game-changing gentle discipline tools that just work. So I'm so glad that you came to the realization that discipline could be done through connection. And connection alone, how I said, is not enough. So you are going to pair it up with great parenting tools from this certified positive discipline educated and parent coach. In the ebook, you are going to see preventative tools. You are going to see corrective tools. You are going to see the consequences that work. And that's part of the topic of this podcast episode. You are going to see how to communicate boundaries according to each one of your children's developmental stages. You are going to see what to do when it comes to discipline, when relatives and family members are not fully on board with your parenting style. Right now you get it at early bird pricing, an early bird sale from July 12th to the 21st of 2023. You can get it for $37. Retail price is $49.99. So whether you are on early bird, an early bird or not, and you want to access this great resource, all you have to do is open the description of this podcast episode and you see the link there and you can grab your ebook or you can go to the link in my bio at Heimpath Club and you can see the link to my ebook there as well. Okay, so in this podcast episode, we are going to touch on a very specific topic that I dedicate a portion of the book, of the ebook, Discipline Without Damage, and it's about consequences. We are going to talk about gentle parenting consequences, how to do them so we discipline our children without damage, without causing them to feel bad about themselves, without blaming them, without shaming them, without creating disconnection because discipline is not supposed to feel disconnected it's not supposed to feel yucky i'm rachel and i'm marcela and you're listening to the parenting with understanding podcast we are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs Consequences are not punishment. Punishment is inflicting some kind of discomfort or pain to a child in hopes for the behavior to change. It creates shame, disconnection. Children feel bad about themselves. 
consequences are not meant to make children feel bad about themselves. The essence of consequences is teaching. The essence of consequences is allowing children to see the cause effect of their actions. And sometimes what it may seem it's a consequence or what people say logical, natural consequences, it's really a punishment. So let's think about a, a child who they constantly throw food on the ground and they throw food and they throw food and they throw food and then you're, you're like, okay, if you're going to keep throwing food, you are going to be excused from the table. You're not going to be here. We don't, we don't need you here because that's not the way that we behave. Let's put ourselves into that child's shoes. How is that child feeling about herself? How, what is the perception that that child has regarding when they're going to be accepted in the group and when they're not going to be accepted? What is the perception that this child has in terms of how I need to behave in order to be included? Because you may say, well, it's kind of related to the behavior. It may seem it's a gentle consequence because I'm not yelling. I might be using a softer, gentle tone. But let's, let's think about it. Let's think about how our children receive the, that kind of consequence that doesn't teach them better skills. It just removes the connection from us. So that's a punishment with the face of a quote-unquote gentle parenting consequence. So consequences do teach children the cause effect of their behavior and they don't feel disconnected. They don't feel shameful while it's happening. So let's go back to the example. The child is, is throwing food on the floor and then you may say, okay, are you done? Are you done eating? And then the, the child might say, yes, I'm done eating. Okay, so if you're done eating, then that means that, that you excuse yourself from the table Pick up the mess that you made on the floor, and that's the way that you communicate. I'm that I'm done eating. Do you see the delivery of those of that punishment versus consequence? One was direct to I'm going to remove connection of my child so they feel that that's not the way to behave on the table. And the other one is figuring out the need that they're communicating and how to help them develop the skills they need to be successful. So that's the essence of a consequence. So punishments are not reduced to spankings, they're not reduced to punitive timeouts, they're not reduced to taking things away. Punishments are related to how our children feel, how connected or disconnected our children feel at the end of the you know quote-unquote consequence so that's how you know you are truly using punishment or you are using consequences there are other differences that i talk in my ebook discipline without damage 
we're not going to go over all of them because we are going to focus today on the, the topic of consequences. Let's move to a very common misconception that people have about timeouts. Somebody told me on a TikTok or on a comment, I use timeout because on the timeout, I explain my child what they did wrong and then that's what teaches them. And then I was saying, like, if the explanation, if the conversation is what allowed your child to see what they were doing wrong and what they need to do right, was the need for the child to sit in a timeout corner against their will? Was the need for the timeout? And then many people were commenting and saying, I don't use timeout as a punitive practice. I use timeout as a way for my child to calm down and for myself to calm down. We need to be careful about the, the use of timeout. Because one thing is, yes, to have a calm down time. And another thing is to use a punitive timeout. So let's just imagine that you are having big emotions and then you're kind of snappy at your husband or your wife. And then they tell you, okay, we, we are getting kind of like worked up here. I'm getting worked up. You're getting worked up. It's not productive for both of us. Let's take a break. And what about if the opposite of that is if they say, no, you need to take a break, go to your room and don't leave until you're calm. Do you see the difference between timeout and a calm down time? So when people tell me I use timeout to allow my child to calm down, I ask myself, are they really allowing this space as a safe space for the child and the parent to calm down on their terms because they both choose to do it or is it more you go there because I said so, and then you don't come out until you're calm. And then because children's brains are wired for connection, of course, they're going to stop crying during timeout because they crave that connection so much that they know that their ticket out of timeout is to stop crying. So they stop crying not because they're truly calm, they stop crying because they want that connection. And they know that as long as they are not crying, as long as they are, quote unquote, composed, which at their nervous system level, they're not. They're just acting composed, faking it until, they, until making it, just because they are wired for that connection. And they don't feel safe in this connection. So now that we're we're clear about the use of timeout. That one thing is using a calm down time, a calm down space. And another different thing is using it as I'm controlling what's happening here. You are going to go there until I say so because I'm the parent and then you don't come out until you are, you're, you're not crying anymore. Those are two different things, two different topics. Okay. So when it comes to the topic of calm down time to allowing children and parents to go back to relax, to go back to their social engagement nervous system level, then this measure 
is not discipline. It is not. This measure is co-regulation. This measure is de-escalation. This measure is just regulating our nervous system. Discipline is comes after we are regulated. And that's why calm down time is not a discipline strategy. It's a regulation strategy. Discipline is what we do with our kids or for our kids, better said, once they're calmed down, so they learn positive behavior. And then consequences is a tool, part of it. So because I am saying that when you apply consequences, when the, the behavior is up and then the, the emotions are up, that's when consequences are not effective at all. Because when the the energy is up and everybody's dysregulated, then discipline is not effective. We are not in our logical mind. We are in our survival response. We are trying to get our nervous system back to regulation and any consequence measure will feel really threatening even if we're talking about gentle discipline consequences. So just to have that clear. Okay, so let's talk about consequences. I'm going to give you an overview. The Discipline Without Damage ebook will give you the nitty gritty, the stories according to every developmental stage. According, like I'm going to give you in that ebook, see examples and stories with toddlers, with school age kids, with teenagers, with tweens. But here I'm going to give you an overview of what consequences are in gentle discipline. So we already know the difference between punishment, consequences, and calm down activities, which is the non-punitive timeout or the calm down time. So let's move on to the world of consequences, gentle discipline consequences. So there are two kinds of consequences that I see so many gentle parenting experts even getting it confused in social media. One thing are natural consequences and another different thing are logical consequences. So natural consequences are the direct effect of a child's actions. The parents don't have a do or a say when it comes to natural consequences. If it's cold outside and I go and I go outside with my with, with, with a tank top, I'm going to be cold. The a parent didn't intervene there. It's just the natural, inevitable consequence of my action. And that's when parents even gentle experts in social media, I see that they're getting it confused. Because I've seen a lot, like I apply natural consequences in my house. You don't apply natural consequences. Natural consequences happen. <laughs> if you hit your sister, your sister is gonna cry. <laughs> natural consequences happen. If you're going to go outside and it's so hot, 
like we we were in fourth of july and then we were doing fireworks on the street and then the neighbors the, the leo neighbor she's nine years old she came out with her really hot wednesday in a hundred degree weather and i'm like how are you feeling she said i'm okay and she was hot she was feeling so hot that five minutes later she just went in and she changed and her parents didn't say a word they just allowed her to <laughs> to experiment the heat uh, and the child uh, the, the, the home was right there she went right in and she changed so that's what a natural consequence is now it could get really sticky because Sometimes allowing our children to experience natural consequences is not safe. We're just not going to allow our children run to the street because a car could come by and hit them, right? Or even in the, in the example of the brother hitting the sister, that's not safe. So really allowing that natural consequence is not, many times it's not possible, right? So that's when we, we come and talk about logical consequences. So logical consequences relate to the things that we as parents decide for our children to have or do, so they learn. So they learn when natural consequences are not that safe. So what would the logical consequence be for hitting? What would the logical consequence be for hitting? So the logical consequence for hitting, it's simple. It's very simple. If I'm rude, if I, if I try to hit somebody, that somebody's not gonna wanna play with me. And then I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. I, like if, as an adult, I, I may go to jail, but that's when, it, when we're talking about little kids, 18 months old, children who don't have their prefrontal cortex developed and impulse control that's a developmentally appropriate behavior and we are not going to do this like ah oh, i would have I, I would go to jail if i did this as an adult we're not going to go there but then we're going to say yes hitting is not allowed <laughs> we are going to have a break from each other and then we are going to see how we can help Leo's sister be a little better, maybe offering some comfort. Come on and help me comfort her, offering her, offering her a little band-aid, even if she doesn't have a cut or anything or a bruise. It's just a way for children to repair. So that's the objective and the goal of a logical consequence for children to learn the art of repair. When I make a hole on the wall, one of my children in foster care, in the middle of a meltdown, he kicked, uh, not he kicked, yeah, he kicked his closet door. The closet is not that strong. It's not a strong wood. And then he made a hole on the closet door. So, yeah, yes, I know you wanted, you, you were saving your allowance for those Pokemon cards. Yes in the world if i break something i pay for it yeah i know you're gonna have to pay for this 
let's go to Walmart. You're going to help me pick up uh, the, the elements. At that time, I remember that he had saved like $20. And then I didn't have to spend his whole $20 because it took them, it took him forever to save those $20. So what I did was, okay, you're going to put $4 towards the price of this. I'm going to put the rest. We went back home and then we put a little patch on the hole. And then the closet door still looked kind of messed up, but then he learned that when we do something, we repair it. When we do something, we repair it. That's what he learned, and that's what a logical consequence is. So natural consequences are things that if we allow to happen, they're going to happen either way. Natural, logical consequences, it requires us, the parents, deciding. But the important thing is that they have to be done through connection. Otherwise, it's going to go to punishment, to the other side, to feel as a punishment. And number two, we need to teach children the art of repair. There are so many examples about toddlers and preschoolers and other developmental stages that I talk about in our ebook, in my ebook, Discipline Without Damage. But I want to leave you with this. Discipline consequences don't have to be feel bad to the child to be effective. My son in foster care, that was the, the last time that he put a hole in the wall when he, need, when he saw that he needed to use his hard-earned $20 to pay for it. He didn't use his 20. He used four of it, four of the 20. But he still, like... He was kind of disappointed, but he wasn't feeling shameful about that. He wasn't feeling disconnected. He wasn't feeling like, I'm a bad person. What did I do? This is the end of the world. As children feel when we remove our connection, when we're trying to apply punishments. So I have a question for you. If you do timeout, how do you do it to not create disconnection? In my head, timeouts are punitive practices. But if you don't use it as a punitive practice, how do you use it in a connected way? Let me know in the comments if you're watching this podcast episode on YouTube. And if you are if you are listening on our podcast feed, leave us a review. Let us know how our podcast is helping you Kill your reactivity because that's our whole mission in HIC parenting education with our clients every single week. We help them heal their reactivity, gain new tools so they can respond to their children from connection and not disconnection. Leave us a review. Let us know. If you are a member of HIC parenting education, meaning that you are one of our customers, you have our ebook, of your, or you are one of our parenting coaching clients, then join our private Facebook group, the Cycle Breaker, the HIC Cycle Breaker private Facebook group. You find us on Facebook under that name. Over there, all our customers are there sharing ideas. And I'm thinking about having a book club, reading together the Discipline Without Damage ebook. Remember to grab it 
in on the link in my bio or in the description of, of this podcast. And remember that it only takes understanding to transform your parenting and to break your cycle. I'll see you next time.